Hi everyone, welcome back to the Rise of a Goddess podcast. My name is Carmen and I am your host. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much. As I say each and every week, I am incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing and thank you for giving me your wonderful ideas that inspire me to create future episodes. With that being said, happy Monday, happy Memorial Day for my beautiful goddesses who are not from the United States and are not sure what Memorial Day is. I know it could be a bit confusing because for very many, they believe that it's just kind of like a holiday, like 4th of July. And it's a day for barbecues, to go to the beach, or hang out by the pool. But it does have a huge significance. One that isn't really widely spread, especially over social media. Um, That's why I say for very many people are confused as to what that holiday is in the United States. But um, just a quick little synopsis. Memorial Day is one of three federal holidays in which we celebrate and honor members of our armed forces. Memorial Day specifically is used to honor and remember. It's a day of remembrance for the men and women who have lost their lives serving in our armed services in order to protect our freedom. It is not to be confused with Armed Forces Day, which is also in May, usually around the 21st. Armed Forces Day is a day in which we celebrate and honor the men and women who are currently serving in our US Armed Forces. And it's not to be confused with Veterans Day, which we celebrate each year on November 11th. And that is a day in which we celebrate the men and women who have once served in our armed services. They were part of our five military branches, they served their contracts, and they are no longer serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. So that's a brief little synopsis on what the three federal holidays are. Memorial Day is basically a day of remembrance. And yes, many people have turned it into a start of summer or unofficial start of summer holiday. But it is a day in which we should take a moment and remember those people who have paid the ultimate price to protect our freedom and especially for us to be able to do even what we're doing right now being able to broadcast a podcast in which we share knowledge and information to people around the world if you are a goddess who has a family member who is remembered today I want to share my thank you. Thank you for your family member, for protecting our freedom, 
they are remembered and they are an integral part of the reason we are able to do all of the things that we're able to do today. For all of our listeners, I hope that you had an amazing week and and an amazing weekend. And if you are off today, I hope that it is relaxing and you are able to recharge and reconnect with yourself in preparation for the next week. Mine is very interesting. I will fill you in on what is going on this week in a future episode. But um, yeah, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. So let's hop into today's episode, shall we? I've been wanting to do this episode for quite some time. Um, I wanted to make sure that I gave it all of the attention that it needed because there is a lot of information to pick up on in this topic, and that is decoding your emotions. It's very important for us to be able to decode our emotions because it is an aspect of our lives as goddesses that we tune into a lot. And unfortunately, it is a cause of a lot of trauma and of a lot of shielding and walls that we create in order to protect ourselves. So it's important for us to understand what emotions are because when we are able to flow and receive these emotions as they come, we are better able to tap into our intuition. Blocks in our emotions or suppressing our emotions can cause us to not be able to tap into our intuition correctly. Oftentimes, people confuse their intuition with a trauma response due to the fact that they don't understand their emotions fully. Your emotions are your soul's way of decoding your inner world to outside influences. It's a map, if you will, to your innermost thoughts. I like to compare it most to the warning lights that come on in your vehicle. The moment something is wrong with your engine's operating system, the light comes on. When your car is low on oil, the light comes on and you know, okay, it's time for me to service my car. When your tires are low on air, a light comes on and it lets you know, okay, it's time for me to take a look at my tires and make sure that I don't have a flat, I don't have a nail in it, or that I've used up some of the air in a lot of traveling back and forth. So our emotions are very much like that, like the check engine light. You don't know immediately what's wrong with it because the light comes on and you have to decode it. It needs to be looked into and checked out. I like to think when we suppress our emotions for too long, it's like riding your vehicle with a check engine light without putting oil in the tank or taking a look to see if 
there is something wrong with the operating system on your car, your car can break down and leave you on the side of the road. And emotions are the same way. If we ignore them for too long, it could cause us mental anguish, depression, anxiety, or outbursts at the most unopportune moment. Of course, all of us know when we are joyful, happy, blissful, that means that our soul and our bodies are at peace and they are aligned with our greater good, our soul's purpose and the things in which bring us bliss and happiness. But we have to remember that when we are experiencing negative emotions, we need to figure out what is it that brought it on. Oftentimes, we might state that these negative emotions were brought on by a person. And sure, sometimes it can be a person that provokes these negative emotions. But more often than not, it is an underlying feature that is right under the surface that this person kind of put a mirror up to, which made us react in one of these negative emotions. So let's hop in and decode the most common emotions that we might feel and how maybe we can tap in to what is the root cause. Because in order for us to bring ourselves back to a joyful state and for us to ride with a beautiful engine and a heart full of love, we need to be able to identify and heal the underlying emotion that the incident or discussion or argument provoked. The top one is anger. And with anger, we need to understand that that emotion is usually the last straw. More often than not, when we get to the point of anger, it may cause an outburst or for us to say things that are very heartfelt and are filled with all this passion and negativity. Usually when we get there is because we have ignored warning signs for far too long. And the one thing that anger can highlight for us is our need to implement, require, and sustain boundaries. It could stem for situations that are beyond our control, obviously. But more often than not, when we get to the point of anger, it's usually because we have allowed or have not implemented boundaries to protect our soul and our purpose. If you are new here, if this is your first episode, or if you are a returning listener who can remember 
we spoke about boundaries a few weeks back. If you don't remember the episode, that's a really good one to go back and listen to because all of us, and I mean every single one of us as goddesses, need to establish and maintain boundaries. It's the way we show love and care for ourselves so that we don't feel that people are underestimating us, so that we don't feel that people are overstepping, or so we don't feel as though our needs are not being met. So anger literally is probably the pinnacle of all of the negative emotions that we can feel. Another emotion that we can experience is discomfort. And this often appears in moments where our boundaries, our beliefs, our values are being threatened. It comes up in situations where we are unsure of how we should react and we need to pay closer attention to what is transpiring. So whenever you feel discomfort, it's important for you to take a step back. If you are in a conversation with someone this is probably a good time for you to say, you know what, I don't know exactly how I feel about this. Give me a minute to process this. Another negative emotion that we might feel from time to time is guilt. And guilt usually appears when we are living in a life that is unauthentic to us. We're moving through life in a way that someone else wants us to perform in instead of what feels more authentic to us. So when we feel guilty, it's important for us to, again, step back. With all of these negative emotions, it's important for us to step back and reevaluate. But with guilt in particular, if you are feeling guilty, it means that you need to reevaluate what is it exactly that you're feeling guilty about and identify if it's because you are being told or it's being portrayed that you are not doing something in a way that someone else wants you to and they're making you feel guilty. So it's, it's a process where you step back and ask yourself, why do I feel guilty about this? Why is it that that emotion is coming up and what can I do in order to rectify it so that I don't feel guilty anymore. Resentment, on the other hand, is a whopping word and one that is, when it was explained to me and when I saw this program, it was by Brene Brown and she explained resentment I was floored. Um, If you have Netflix, I highly recommend you to watch The Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I believe that's the name of the title. When she tapped into the emotion of resentment, it basically blew me away. Because when we feel resentful 
it usually means that we took it upon ourselves to do something that we felt we were going to get accolades and a lot of praise for. And someone else that could have been doing it didn't do it, right? So for example, um, this can be, and I think this was the example that she used, um, a mom, a mother is of late age and she needs to be taken care of and she has three children and one of the children takes it upon themselves to be the primary caregiver for their ailing mom and the other two children don't really participate in taking care of the mom and they get together I believe this was the example. They get together for, say, Thanksgiving, and they're all chatting about Thanksgiving. Now, the child that is taking care of the elderly ailing mom is a bit annoyed about the upcoming holidays because she really doesn't want to hear about her siblings' beautiful lives and what they're doing. And sure enough, they come They come home for the holidays. They're all together. She one sibling's talking about their travels, the other one is talking about their successes, and the sibling who has taken it upon themselves to take care of the ailing mom basically says, oh, it must be nice to be able to have time to go off and visit far off places or to be able to do things. I, on the other hand, cannot do that because I'm stuck taking care of mom. And in essence, it displays what resent can feel like. Because here she is, she wants to also experience these things, but she took it upon herself to take care of mom and the other siblings have no say or no um, responsibilities when it comes to the ailing mom. And now she's feeling resentful. So with resentment, it's a complete desired outcome that you want, but you're not getting it. You're not getting the behavior that you expected from others. And it's causing you to lead a life that is not authentic to you in pursuit of being glorified. So it's important to acknowledge when you're feeling resentful because more often than not, it means that you are making decisions on your life path that is not in alignment with your soul, that is not authentic to your purpose. So like I said, if you have an opportunity to listen to Brene Brown's Netflix series, I believe it's probably like six episodes, she goes over some of the topics in her book, which I haven't read yet. I did buy it. I do want to get into it. Maybe my upcoming vacation, I can read it. She discusses each of these emotions or all categories of emotions and how it affects us and how we can align them in order for us to start experiencing joy and love. 
So yes, highly recommend Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, the book or even the Netflix series. The next emotion that we might experience, negative emotion that we may experience is bitterness. And this usually happens when we are passing judgment. So when we are feeling bitterness, it's probably a good idea to find out why do we feel we are judging this person? Is it because maybe we might be envious of something that they have? Or we might be jealous of a relationship that they have? Bitterness is one that usually stems from that little green monster that we have in us of envy. And it's usually tied into judgment. Another negative emotion is being shameful. We typically feel shame when we are living in the belief system of someone else. And a lot of times it has to do with societal constructs. Um, You could probably be experiencing shame when your family is one that has always led their lives in a certain way and you're living it in a different way and they don't know about that. So you, anytime you get into conversations with these relatives about say, I'll use an example. Um, Let's use religion. Um, It's a hot topic, especially now in today's society, but If let's say you are not living in the family's desired religion or you're not leading your life in the ways that this religion has taught your family for years, you might start experiencing shame because this is a belief system that was instilled in you and now you're not following it, so you start harboring feelings of shame. Another one is disappointment. We usually feel disappointed when we try to attain something and failed. We hold on to these feelings because it meant something to us. So usually we'll be disappointed if we tried our best to get that promotion in the job and it went to someone else. Um, It's important for you to sit with it and sit with the feeling because obviously it's something that your soul and your body and yourself is experiencing, but you can learn a lot from it. What's important, especially with disappointment, is to acknowledge that you tried to attain something and for you to identify maybe other ways in which you could do it better next time. And the last one we'll discuss today is sadness. Sadness is the... I guess you could say the older brother, older sister of disappointment. And what it is, is disappointment on a deeper level. It means that we care deeply about the person, place, or thing that we lost. 
So it's disappointment times two or three. Those are a few examples of negative emotions that we might feel. Now, what do we do with it? It's important for us to acknowledge and sit with the emotions that we're feeling because it is our body's reaction to outside stressors or to conversations with individuals, whether it be coworkers, friends, family, society. We have to sit with these emotions in order to identify our boundaries. We need to sit with these emotions in order to acknowledge our standards. If we walk through life without standards and without boundaries, and without a list of non-negotiables, we will be at the mercy of all of these negative emotions. We will be at the mercy of other people's wants and needs. Unfortunately, society trains us to suppress our emotions. And that's probably the worst thing that we can do for our soul especially as women, because we are able to tune in to our intuition and listen to it more frequently if we are able to decipher what emotion we're feeling and experiencing and why. And it allows us to not default to the extreme of that emotion and think that it's intuition. Unfortunately, we live in a society where They tell us that any display of emotions and we are considered irrational and that we should pull ourselves together and be strong. But the crucial part to working through your emotions is to process them, feel them, and find the source. We should be aware of how we feel. We shouldn't hide them. A step we should do is try to identify where this emotion stems from And what brought us to this point? You'd be surprised how often we believe at quick glance the culprit to our emotion is another person. But with deeper observation, we more often than not acknowledge that it's more deeply rooted. Understand that emotions are made to be felt. If they weren't, we wouldn't have them as humans. We're not meant to to suppress or repress them. Suppressing our emotions more often than not will lead us down the path to deeper rooted issues like insomnia, depression, stress, and that often leads to abusing something, whether it is substances, drugs, porn, you name it. Usually when someone goes to the extreme of abusing something, it's because they more often than not are trying to mask or quiet an emotion that they are not acknowledging and not working through. Identify the feeling and observe it. Own your emotions because they are 100% yours. No one else is to blame. We control our own emotions. 
Once we begin learning how to process them, we can identify what triggers them. Saying someone else is the reason you feel this way means that you have given your power entirely over to someone else. When you feel a negative emotion creeping in, take four. Four steps. Step back. Breathe. Give yourself a timeout and identify the triggers. Once we are able to process our emotions in a loving manner, in a manner in which we acknowledge and fully accept and process them in a way in which we can tell ourselves, okay, you're feeling this, why? Let's comfort ourselves you will see that the world opens up into a magical place. We are able to better communicate our feelings. We are better able to understand others. And we are better able to form very strong, effective bonds with other individuals. And the biggest one of them all, we are able to now be able to identify and trust our intuition better because it's not masked with feelings, negative feelings that incorrectly label as our intuition, which as we know can lead us down a very windy road. So I hope that this week's episode helps you a little bit as far as identifying where some of these emotions may be stemming from. It's a first step into leaning into your emotions and realizing that these feelings are not there to make us feel bad or in order to make us appear unraveled. They are there as indicators, as yellow lights blinking letting us know that we are not living in our joy, in our happiness, and in our truth. Identifying them and being able to work through them will lead us down to living our most authentic lives. And that's exactly what we need in order for all of us to rise as goddesses, right? So I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I will see you next week here on the Rise of a Goddess podcast. Hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you next time. Bye.